and I've got Dom. Thank you so much for being here, mate. Thanks for having me. Really excited to to dig into this. So, as the topic uh, suggests, we're talking about accountability, and we're talking about uh, how we can use accountability to drive results. Um, we just had a quick conversation off camera, and one of the things I'm really interested to know about is the uh, accountability versus responsibility. Uh, conversation which I think is quite interesting so before we get into any of this just give us sort of 60-90 seconds on who you are and you know why people should be uh, should be listening to you about this please mate sure so I do coaching and facilitating for um, mainly independent hospitality groups looking to grow um, and yeah I look to help them get a bit of structure in place, drive results, develop the people. We do this through various ways of uh, planning days. We have workshops, one-to-one coaching, um, and it's really just to help founders and senior teams, you know, see the wood through the trees because this industry is fast-paced, isn't it? You know, the, the treadmill's always on, but it's important to take that time because, you know, the business that you started as a founder it was running a lot on passion, adrenaline, fumes, and then maybe one, two years in, you're trying to, do you know what, we need to get a little bit more structured here to take it to the next level. You know, you've built your reputation, the the brand's probably where it needs to be, but taking it to that next level, which is where I come in and help with processes and people, um, resources essentially, and look to, make everyone engaged in the process of growth and enjoy it essentially so yeah Super. that's what i love doing brilliant and just tell us just give us a bit of background because i know you've had the recent change but i think the context and your background is important isn't it sure sure so i was uh, one of the co-founders of Murray um restaurant group so we opened back in 2014 um and grew to five sites and yeah, it was a great journey. Um, got open in Manchester last year, which was a huge success and something we wanted to do for a long, long time. And yeah, it was a brilliant learning curve. And like I said, I've, I've been there myself in those early days where it's, you know, seven days a week um, and you're doing everything. You're in the building all the time, but you've got to, you know, you, you need to develop to version 2.0 to version 3.0 and you've got to keep growing and have a team around you that you know loves developing as well and you know we created a business that is you know huge on that and yeah really proud of what we achieved there and I took a step away this year to focus on this chapter of my career and yeah I'm enjoying it enjoying working with different people at different phases of their growth as well so yeah that's uh that's the background. Excellent. Well, yeah, obviously a fantastic achievement what you did with Murray, mate. So well done. So, okay, let's Thank start you. with um, qualifying the problem. So we're talking about ac- accountability. What are most operators doing? What is the MO for most operators at the moment, which is kind of, um, I guess, got us in this conversation that, you know, we need to have an improvement. What 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 is currently happening and what's the problem with it? <laughs> The problem I see, and I do see this as a bit of a lead domino, um, is people like to say things like culture of accountability, holding people accountable, accountable, but not really understanding what it means and not having the structure in place to 
create a culture of accountability. Now, as you mentioned earlier, what does happen is that word gets used interchangeably with responsibility, but they're different. They're two different words. And accountability is a focus on results. So you are held to account. And apologies in advance for the sports analogy, but if a football manager loses five games in a row, they're accountable for those results on the pitch. The players don't get sacked. You see the manager go. And this isn't about just, you know, accountability being a punitive thing. You know, it's got to be positive as well. However, that's just an example of the book of the book stops with one person, i.e. the manager. So the lack of clarity around who is accountable for what results does create confusion. You know, employee engagement is a big there's uh, the Gallup 12 questions. One of them is, do you know exactly what's expected of you at work? And recently that's been pretty a low scoring um, result uh, question. So operators, I feel, have got a real opportunity to get clearer in who is accountable for what and setting those targets and making sure they've got the tools to hit those targets. And then there's no grey areas, there's no anecdotal kind of, oh, they're not doing very well, they're doing really well. It's like, okay, well, based on what? Do you know what I mean? And then you've got to make sure that the managers are know what they're accountable for. So, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. So it's kind of really clear in those lines of grey, essentially. Mm. I see it with particularly a lot of new and smaller um, operators. They don't even have sort of business-wide goals or objectives. You know, they kind of, they just see the bank balances going up. They see turnovers going up and they're kind of just riding riding the wave. Um, but I guess what you're saying is, let's, let's assume there's operators listening who, who have quarterly, monthly, weekly targets for their business, but they're not necessarily translating those into um, responsibilities for the management. Because if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, are you saying that, you know, you've got senior management who are accountable for results, whether that be increased turnover or, you know, retention or whatever, but then you've got a layer underneath who are responsible for carrying out certain actions within that to achieve that. Is that right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, a really simple example would be a... A GM could be accountable for driving the sales of that site. Now, that doesn't mean they have to make every single sale. They don't even have to make one. But their team are responsible, so they've got the ability to respond. And their key responsibility is to drive the sales. But they're not the ones who have to explain when you beat forecast, why you beat forecast, why it's down. So that's the manager's job. So that clear delineation of, and again, people like it. People like knowing how they're doing. They want to know what game they're playing. They want to know what they're working towards and how that impacts the the bigger picture. And yeah, there's the, the, the problem is often that it's not that the data isn't there. It's just not being used effectively. And there's an opportunity to involve people and... So, you know, it's really important that everyone knows what good looks like. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, before we drill down even further into what we can do to improve it, 
I just want to know, like, what are what are some of the main reasons why operators have not are not are not doing this? I think there's a bit of a historical thing around job descriptions, which uh, I've seen some pretty poor versions of myself including i've written some terrible ones over the years early in the days because you write you write what you think you should be writing but really they're, they're a bit woolly the language is fluffy you don't know what it's you don't know what's really expected of you and i, th I think that that's one element of it and i think it's just understanding around it really i think it's it probably comes with experience um also uh, access to other industries because I think you, you can learn so much from other industries if you kind of look outside the box and um, if you are inexperienced if you're independent you do grow organically and then it's, it's probably not something you've had quite access to so I think it's just also that age-old problem of being so busy you know you when you're in the weeds or you've got your face pressed up against a puzzle. You often don't have the time to review these things. But yeah, I think that's probably why people find themselves where they are. But I think the good thing is the, the opportunity is you've got all the data. Tills have got all the data. Everyone's got good rotor systems these days. So it's not a case of not having access to these things. It's about structuring it in a way that can drive results. So it's when you record stuff and report it back to your team it will generally improve because you're shining a light on stuff i had a conversation yesterday about someone with someone about uh smashed glasses in the venue and this comes up a lot it's like oh it just happens but as soon as you start recording it and telling them about it oh funnily enough do, do you know what happened glasses were getting smashed less so it's using the data as your driver for your decisions mm -hmm. what gets measured gets improved basically isn't it so okay and so then what, what get what gets reported back improves again so uh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a secondary level isn't it so let's assume that we've got some operators who were listening then and they're thinking to themselves well do you know what actually i've, I've done a decent job now of um getting some business targets and know where the business needs to be going. But I've not really communicated that with my team as well as I should have. Maybe I haven't split out roles and responsibilities like Dom is saying that we should. So what would be step one? You know, how should they now start thinking about this? Because it does sound like quite a big task, doesn't it? And a lot of the a lot of these operators are really time poor. So what would you mm. what would you what process would you suggest they should go through? Yeah, no, I agree. It, is, it it might feel like a bit of a mammoth task, but I think the first step for me would be what are the key results, key result areas, list them. For the business. and For the business, yeah. Um, so you've got, let's have a look, sales, you've got GP, um, it, what else have you got? Employ you might have uh, staff turnover figures. There might be some marketing numbers if you've got a, a marketing uh, arm to the business. And it's like, okay, well, let's have a look at these figures. Now who, and then 
just lay them out and then look at the team who is accountable for sales at this site if you you know you're a multi-site operator and then really drilling down kind of which roles should be accountable forget about the particular individuals now because you're building a structure which role should be accountable for those results i think that is a really good starting point um to to this process so would you at this stage would you not map the people that you've got to to the responsibilities like what what if uh one of my big tar i know we that you know we need more people through the door for example so therefore a big priority for us is marketing and i just don't really have anybody in the business who can really take that on because they don't have the skills or whatever that's what i'm thinking to myself right now what 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 should i do then so the problem just so i've understood it right is there's there's a gap there might be a, yeah there might be a skills gap yeah or maybe i've just got people in the business who you know i'm thinking right now i just don't know whether they they can actually take on that responsibility mm. what should i do then i think it's a it, the question is do you need to get someone in or is there someone who you feel have got has got the potential to go there and how we're going to get them there um you know it's times are hard at the minute margins are tight it's not won't be as easy for everyone to um just go out and hire a marketing manager or a social a part-time social media manager okay we can't do that what's the next best option and it might be like bolting it onto somebody else's role and then they become accountable for it but i think it's also good i think it's a good example you've you've raised because if you are planning to grow if you do want that full-time social media manager when do we when do we want that by if the you know the, the budget might not permit for it now but maybe it's one for a year's time so it's looking ahead and making sure your when's your structure going to grow got it got it okay so that's so we've we've we're on board. We're an operator. We're on board. We've got our business goals. We're we're totally convinced by what Dom is saying, and we need to start dishing out some of these roles and responsibilities. I've got people in mind. I've got roles in mind for who should take on certain responsibilities. How do I then communicate those and set and set those out with staff? Comes back to the job description for me. Okay, so. The next step for me would be to maybe pull out that GM job description. So you've got your accountabilities, you've got those results, those key result areas. Read through the current job description. Ask yourself, is this clear? Is this what I want? Is this driving results? Because quite often, like I said earlier, you know, and this isn't everyone, some people have got this locked down, but I have seen it quite a lot where it's just a list of glorified tasks that should live on a checklist or a, do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas if you're accountable for driving sales, what does that look like? How do you measure that success? And it's black and white there. So is that where you bring KPIs in then basically, you know? Yeah. 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 
And how would exactly. you how would you tie those to the job description? Would you put though? Would that be like a separate? Because some people will never have done this before, you know. So yeah, would, yeah. would you would that be a separate sort of living document, or would you put that inside the job description? How would you do that? I'd put it in there. Yeah, I'd put it in there, and there's no like I said, no grey areas. You're signing up to the the gig is your sales have got to be however you you know it's different for every business. But if I read that, I know what good looks like. I know I've got to get there. And there's obviously the more senior you are, the more you'll be accountable for. That comes with the uh, that comes with the the job. So it's but the benefit to an operator or um, a senior team there is just everyone knows where they're at and what they've got to do. So if you sit down for a a quarterly review with that manager. It's not like I said earlier. It's not that anecdotal. I think they're doing really well, actually. Like, well, let's measure it against the numbers that you've agreed to um, hit. That you're the one who has to explain them. So you know, and if you're smashing it, brilliant. Let's tell us how what you've been doing. And that's the that's the accountability piece around it. Is a positive um, conversation as well. It's not just. Because it does, it does bring thoughts of you know being summoned to the headmaster's office or the boss is holding you accountable or you're in front of the judge, um, which I get, I get. It's how it's how it's being used a lot, but there's a positive side to it. You know, if someone's done a great job, tell them why, and you'll get more of it. It's, it's, it's again, it's language. It's clear. It's simple, and it's effective. Mm. So. Oftentimes, I think you said it either before we started or at the beginning, people obviously, people often create a job description and then sometimes it will go out to the person even before they've, you know, started the job as part of the employment mm-hmm. pack, um, sorry, the hiring pack, and then they may never ever see it again. So, mm-hmm. but if you're saying to include KPIs inside of the job description, that those KPIs might change fairly regularly, perhaps even monthly. Would you then update a job description uh, you know, monthly or quarterly and then we send out? I don't think it would need to be changed. I think if it ever did need to be changed, it would be, you know, communicated clearly. However, if, you know, a GP really, it's the, the target should be for the year. So that's not something that should be changing. However, if something drastically changes and it needed to be updated, then that would be fine but maybe your sales say you're going back to your gm who's driving sales for that site um that measure would could be i don't know um at or above budget for the year so do you know what i mean so it's not it's not there's not that much room for so using sufficiently um I guess specific language, but not not using actual figures necessarily, because then it's going to become outdated quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the business model might change in twelve months, so you the a realistic G, what was a realistic GP target yeah. twelve months ago might have to change. You know, that's got to be yeah. you've got to be fair, right? You can't give people completely unrealistic. Unre- um, 
targets. So, yeah, yeah there's definitely got to be open to easy to amend if required, but what you're aiming to do is not something that needs changing every week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, I've got me updated job descriptions. How, how do I present this? How do I communicate this? That's That might be quite difficult for, for some people to sit down and have a conversation like that. So how would you approach that? Yeah. So if it's, if it's going from, so let's, let's assume that it's gone from this, uh, unclear list of tasks slash responsibilities slash, I don't know what the third slash is, but you would, um, I'd just suggest a meeting. So, you know, we've been looking at, um, the results and we've been looking at job descriptions. The, the goal has been to, make things a lot clearer how to measure performance for everyone and um, from the managers to the floor staff, for example, and just sit through them and make sure it's as clear as it can be and explain how it's to be used because the beauty of having it is it's different to those job descriptions that I've previously described because you get them out every whether it's every month or every quarter to review how the individual's doing. And yeah, just explain that it's it's there, it's a tool. It's a tool for them to be clear about where they need to get to and how they're going to get there. Because um another part of that job description, the, the big bit is the results and um the how success is going to be measured but there's a second side to it which is behavioral so that would be unique to your company what kind of behaviors are going to drive the results so um i would to answer your question i would take time to sit down with people explain why the change is happening make sure it's clear because you know there's a big thing around expectations where it's, it doesn't matter what you've said it's what's been heard so if the person on the other side of the table hasn't understood it or it's not clear to them then it doesn't really matter what you've said you know what i mean mm, yeah i love this i mean I, i've definitely been guilty in the, in the past to be honest with you of not using and utilizing job descriptions Hundred percent. You know, I've just I've given them out at the start, and then I've I've created all sorts of other weird and wacky documents, which I've replaced it. And and often you find that the job description is you know nowhere near what the person's actually doing on a day to day basis. But you're saying you can use it as an, like an anchor document that you can mm. keep coming back to, and I think that's that's brilliant. Mm. Yeah, and it's. It just makes people feel like, you know, they know where they stand a lot more. And the, also the the big thing for me is if you've got this in place, this structure, when you start to hear like, oh, you know, we need to start holding people accountable. Well, you can now because yeah. it's written down. And because in the past, if you're trying to hold someone accountable to that vague job description, it's hard it's hard for everyone involved (laughs) so it's it's making making a much cleaner and clearer relationship between um two direct reports really yeah i love it superb 
Have you got any examples of you of somebody who you've seen do this well? Mm. Well, I implemented this at Murray with the help of my colleagues, um, and it was received well. It, it you know it needs work, it needs energy, and it is a bit of uh, you know it's like pushing a rock up a hill to for these important tasks, but it did really provide that clarity around the roles and responsibilities and the accountabilities so yeah it was a great exercise there you see it in a lot of companies that are growing um outside of the industry um who are going on that growth and scaling journey um so yeah it's you know i like talking about this stuff so if anyone does want to reach out and chat it through it's it's it can be simple it really really can be simple and that's the key this isn't complicated it's just about using what's already there and making it easy because mm. that's that's what we all want right yeah definitely keeping it simple making sure everyone knows where they stand so listen thank you so yeah. so much for that we could talk about this forever but we're going to keep it nice and short for people your details will be in the show notes so people can reach out to you if they want to go through this in any more detail uh your legend thank you for the falafel and the negronis over the years and i'm looking forward thank to seeing what uh, what happens with this part of your career mate cheers appreciate that thanks, thanks tom